Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to catch up with Katie Turner once again. She is our first three-peat, repeat, repeat customer, which is amazing getting to chat with uh, Katie for the third time. So you should watch the first interview where she's at home in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, and then we see her. She's in L.A., but she's kind of on the streets of Santa Monica for the second interview. And the third interview, this most recent one, she's at her house now in Los Angeles. So we kind of recap the first two interviews uh, where Katie was born and raised, her time on American Idol, and what she's been up to since the last time we spoke with her. She had her EP out at the time, Heartbroken and Milking It. So uh, we talked to her real quickly on uh, what she had going on on that album, her therapy music video, which is hilarious. She hadn't had a chance to play live since we spoke with her last. So she's done uh, a couple tours now, played with Jordy, did a tour with Valley, and she's got another tour coming up with Leon. So we had a chance to chat with her about her live set, the viral moment she had on TikTok with God Must Hate Me and how it did 500,000 views on the first TikTok clip she put up. She didn't even have the whole song done yet. She just put that up as a little clip. She had to go to the studio within that week, record the song, finish writing the song, record the song, and then put out the song. And it did over a million streams in the first week which is incredible. And we hear all about her brand new song she just put out called Nothing, which is a totally upbeat song. The first three seconds into the song, you can totally get a vibe for Katie's personality. It's amazing. And the incredibly funny music video she put out for that song as well. You can watch our interview with Katie Turner on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, Google Podcasts, we'd love it if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Katie Turner. It's good to see you again. I know. This is awesome. We get to chat again. This is the third time we've had a chance to, to talk. I'm super excited. It's good to be back. Um. The last time you said it's funny because you said there's gardening going on. Last time I talked to you, I think you were like on the streets in like Santa Monica or something. <laughs> it's just like all this stuff happening. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. When I watched the interview, it was so good. I just watched it like a little while ago. So I don't ask you all the same questions, but uh, it's really good. <laughs> it's you know what? That's always what you can expect with me. Just sheer chaos. So, But it's awesome. I love chatting with you. It's so much fun. And just all the new music you've been putting out is, is awesome. Uh, I love the video you just did for nothing. It's great. So I want to talk to you about all of that stuff. Of course. I'm, anything you want to know, I'll tell you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, well, we've heard your story a couple of times, but I did have like follow-up questions the last time. But why don't you just... Tell us real quick, born and raised, um, and just about your town real quick. Born and raised in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. It is a suburb, uh, and it is like every other suburb in America. Can't, except we have a Sesame Street theme park. I was going to say, you have a Sesame Street theme um, park. Really the only thing I can name, like say that's distinguishable about it, but um, it's just a suburb with a Target and Dunkin' Donuts and um, the things you can do for fun are 
loiter back behind a mall. So very cool. Real, yeah. real quick. Are you using a mic? I'll cut this part out. No. Okay. I, there's a reverb. I don't know if it was reverb. Maybe it's just a room. <gasps> I think it's just the room. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I just wanted, it's all good. It sounds fine. I just didn't want it to, you'd be like, oh, I like halfway through. I forgot to turn this off. No, it sounds great. It's perfectly fine. I was just curious. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So I'll chop that. I was just curious. Um, okay. So yeah, Sesame Street theme park. And what's funny is we talked about this last time that there's this, and the other time just, I thought it was fascinating that there's a Sesame Street theme park there. But I think San Diego, where I'm originally from, is putting in a Sesame Street theme park. Oh, okay. So, um, what the bleep, I'll censor myself there. But then, okay, well, that's great. That takes my one fun fact away. So, yeah. (laughs) No, you can cuss. You remember, you can say whatever you want. Well, what the fuck? Now, Langhorn isn't special. Now, it's just another suburb. Um, no, but I was, I was wondering if maybe somebody was listening and they're like, all right, this guy's talking a lot about Sesame Street theme parks. He's, let's throw one in San Diego and just kind of see how it does. No, I think that's exactly it. They're copying us. They are. Well, they kind of stole the idea originally from because we had SeaWorld there. We have SeaWorld there. And it's their whole theme at the SeaWorld was Sesame Street somehow. Uh, and may, yeah. But they just totally stole uh, the Langhorn. Well, I can't take credit. I mean, it is owned by the same company that does SeaWorld and Busch Gardens. Oh, is it? Okay. But, yes. You were the only one. In my world, in my delusion, they copied Langhorn. It's just a fact. They did. They did that. They copied Langhorn. And and I'm sorry about that. I really am. It's of okay. all the things they copy, they, they have to take that right from Langhorn. I mean, there's nothing else there. So <laughs> make a name. Sure. Um, well, I'm really excited to talk to you because last time we spoke, you had just put out um, your, your EP, Heartbroken in, in Milk and In. And the, we were talking about songs that you were working on and how you had all this ammunition from your, your breakup with your boyfriend. And you're like, but that we're not talking about that. We're, we had to talk about the EP because you said those songs from the EP were written like 2019, 2020, right? So these new ones are all, are all what more recent, correct? Yes. Um, but didn't surprisingly, didn't give him a lot of screen time on this upcoming album. That's um, good. I guess that's a good thing then, right? I guess it's a good thing. Um, for like growth, like maturity growth, good thing. But there is that petty side that's like, dang it. <laughs> yeah, because w- we were talking about how Katy Perry gave him like a few backhanded comments. And I was wondering if that was going to bother you. But then you were like, no, what? it didn't. And, uh, and then it came and you're like, I got this great, a lot of this, you know, this fuel to write these new songs. But then I- I'm glad that you went that direction. And you're like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to ditch it. I'm going to ditch it and start. It was just like, (laughs) I think, you know, in a way that's more, that hurts more. Uh, It's the unexpected thing for me. So now they'll have to listen to an album of not any songs about them. That's amazing. That is amazing. It's the petty road less traveled. (laughs) (laughs) On, on petty. You told me a great story. And I have some follow-up questions about your um, experience coming back from American Idol to your hometown. 
and uh, a little spat you got in prior to auditioning and you had to come back and, and face somebody. Yes. Remember what I'm talking about? Yes. I do. <laughs> so you, you said that you like, okay. To, to, to people that hadn't watched it yet, basically. So what happened was you kind of got into a little thing with some guy, call him a name, a choice word. You come back. And what you have to face him and like, you're kind of in trouble, right? With the teacher. Well, uh, because I outweigh, you know, what the action with um, the big news, uh, basically. So I didn't get in trouble because the teacher was like, hey, did you call him this? And I went, no. And she went, didn't sound like you. So get on stage and tell everyone you made American Idol. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Oh, okay. um, Looking back now, I'm like, is that gaslighting what I did to my teacher? That's bad. That's not (laughs) bad. But, you know, it was a pretty heavy word. It was a heavy word I called him. It was... Held a lot of weight. It did hold a lot of weight. Um, It was the C word, again, a a word (laughs) less used. So it's used for big, big events. And... I wasn't going to fess up to that at school. I no, never of course it. not. So I just got on stage and I just looked him in the eye and got to say I went to, I'm like, Katy Perry loved me. And wow. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. And I love that you got to go on stage to announce the fact that you had gone and that you were going to Hollywood Week. Like you had that platform to be like, you know what? Like, like the, the, the school really wanted, like the fact that they gave you that's the stage to tell people, I think that's cool. It was, and then I had two months of um, normal school because it was October, mm-hmm. a really early October. I found that out. And then I, until Christmas break, so I was like two months in between. And then everyone kind of forgot about it, but then I just disappeared and I never went back to school. <laughs> oh, Really? I never went back after break. So they just, I was just They're still wondering where you are. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even show up to graduation. Oh, wow. So were you a senior when that happened? Yeah, it was my senior year. It was my start of my senior year. This all happened. It actually ran the length of, um, I did the producer auditions August before senior year. Mm -hmm. October 4th audition for the judges. And then Hollywood week. Jan- mid-January and it I didn't get off the show until like May so it, all that length of time it was my whole senior year that's amazing though what a senior year to have and and I think you said last time you're like I basically told them I'm going to Hollywood week and I won't come back and you actually did that you didn't come back I, I'm like I, because and also I was just like thinking there were safety precautions in it for me like I had some fail safes, which were, if I fail, then I don't want to look at everyone in the eye because I already made it such a big deal. So like, (laughs) it's just better. I don't go back. So I really just made sure I was like, oh, my credits are good. I don't need to go back because I'm like, how embarrassing if I get kicked off like the first round. (laughs) (laughs) That show shot like, like live, like, I mean, not obviously live, but I meant like, literally week by week right it was it wasn't like something that was all pre-production and they were kind of rolling it out pre-production until 
top 14. So Hollywood week was um, filmed January. And then that was like a full week. And then it was top 50, top 24. Mm-hmm. That was all pre-recorded. And then once we made it to top 14 after top 24, that's when they started airing the show from auditions. So we oh. got, to, so it was like pre-recorded to a point. Got it. So you yeah. got to, you said you got to go home in between then? Yeah. So I got to go home and like do my little like press interviews. And then everyone was like, did you make it? Are you going to live shows? And I'm supposed to keep it a secret. I told everybody I made it to live shows because I can't. <laughs> so I'm just like, yes. And yeah. You're telling the local paper. Yes. But let's keep this under wraps here for a little bit. That's every interview I do when people are like, oh, is there like, there's a certain thing. I don't know. I, I've never done media training, but I'm sure there has to be like a school somewhere where everyone learns to give like the really like ambiguous answers where they're like, oh, well, stay tuned. It's coming. Like, shh. I just mm-hmm. say, I'm, just, I'm too honest. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know if there's an album. I'm winging it. What's happening? <laughs> Well, that's the fun about you. It's you don't you can't expect it. It's a, I love that. And and even with the new song, when I the first thing I thought of when I listened to nothing is you going, you know, one, two, three in the beginning. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that just like like I can just hear you in the studio doing that. And just like that, just that one little beginning piece of the song is like it just reminded me of your personality, like right there. Thank you. I, um, like, that was I, genuinely one take where I felt so stupid doing it but i'm glad it made the song it did and it made sense when i was listening to it i'm like oh my gosh this is like so katie's personality right here in just this little snippet of the beginning of a song like it it just it made too much sense to me while i was there this is great yeah um well okay so a lot a lot has happened since the first time we talked it was covid and then the second time we talked you were you were back at home. You're, I think you were at your parent, like the house you grew up in. The first time I talked to you. Yeah, now I'm in. I'm in LA. LA. You were in LA the second time. But in a street. So now in I'm a in a street. Home in LA. You're in your home now. The third time you're in your home in LA. Um, and and a lot a lot has gone on. It's a it, like it's so cool to see all the stuff that you've been doing. And I love the videos. Like we were talking about therapy last time. I just think that video still is so good and so authentic and thank you it simultaneously feels like nothing has happened and a lot has happened like time is so weird because i'm just like has a lot happened and i'm like yes and then i'm just like wait what year is it like it's very confusing <laughs> right um so you, yeah you got back to la and then uh you hadn't even played live shows yet like when last time we talked and then you've done like tours you got another tour coming up uh, so tell me about that and then we'll get into to the music. Um, it's so crazy to think that, yeah, like there was nothing hot plug. Um, I hate that I named my song nothing because whenever I say the word now, I'm just like, yes, dream. Um, <laughs> it's crazy to think there was nothing happening back then with um, live performances or anything. Um, so when I got the tour offer for Valley, the tour I just got off of, mm-hmm. it, really exciting but very scary because the last time I really performed was during the American Idol days consistently like consecutively mm-hmm. because then there were like just some scattered like 
shows you did, right? It was amazing to be back in front of a live crowd again. And um, I think it was a good refresher in that you can't control what happens on stage. And one night, there was one night my guitar um, just gave out. Like it just wasn't playing out loud because the wire, my first song, the song I'd come out to and I had to do the hoedown throwdown to like entertain the crowd while they're it. And I'm just like, if that's not live music, I don't know what is. So that's been very fun to get back into. Wow. Was this the first tour that you're that tour? Is that the first one you really have done like a full kind of tour? Because before that, you, I mean, with American Idol and everything, yeah, that was American it, Idol tour. But that, that was like I had two songs mm-hmm. um, and they were covers. So this is the first song, like first tour. It was like just me and myself and um, singing originals. And that was really cool. Was that, yeah, was that hard to do? Like get up in front of a new crowd every night or you're kind of used to it at this point? Because I know that you said when you were younger, you had quite a bit of stage fright. It was terrifying. It was the worst. It was the worst for the first couple of shows because I am sometimes silly and I make decisions not accounting for this stage fright. So I decided, (laughs) you know what? I'm going to play all the guitar on this song. Just me the Boston, the first night, like my hands are shaking. I'm missing like every note. I'm just like, <sighs> and then like third song in, I get like into it. But for a while, like it was like terror, the first two songs. And then it was like the realization that there's nothing I can do. And then like getting comfortable. But by the end of it, which, which was cool, is feeling your growth. Because mm-hmm. um, by the end there, I literally would just be like, walking out of the bathroom like i'm like i take a pee i just go in the bathroom walk out go on stage like okay and then it was just like a no-brainer for me and that was cool like i didn't care anymore about nerves and then i actually could have fun and that was amazing that's so cool um with uh like was that the same you did the tour with valley was that the same did you toured with jordy too right or was that just a few shows that was just a few shows okay I love him. He's so good. And he, I had him on our podcast really early on um, and just see what he's done in the past few years as well is just so incredible. And the song you guys have together is amazing. Thank you so much. I love Jordy. He's like my fairy godmother. <laughs> fairy godbrother. Fairy yeah. godbrother. Where did, where did you meet Jordy? Um, I met Jordy... Where did I meet Jordy for the first time? I don't know. I'm asking you. <laughs> it's all good. You met him oh. at a writing session. <laughs> I'm somewhere. We met okay. somewhere. Uh-huh. And, and just clicked. Yeah. And okay. then we wrote on Zoom and they're a really good friend of mine. So I love them. And um okay. Yeah, no one can ask me questions because I, I have I have a weird sort of memory where I can remember like very obscure things from 10 years ago, but then important details. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what oh, it's all good. It's all good. I was just curious because like I said, I had I chat. No, no, I'm curious. I oh. need on here and I need to ask. <laughs> Next time, let's get him. It'll be you, you and him. That'd be, a, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. The yes. three, the three of us. 
Uh, you are the first three-peat person I've had on here, though, which is cool to know. You're the, <gasps> the first person I've had on here three times. I've had a lot of people twice, but you're the first person I had three times. It's amazing. Three times the charm. <laughs> um, well, real quick, back to your touring and playing. You were just up there by yourself with an acoustic guitar. You didn't have a backing band or anything? I had uh, Josh who played keys, so that was cool. So it was me okay. and a keys player, and that was fun um, because then it was nice to like have somebody, just the mental knowing that mm-hmm. there's somebody there who's also like can carry the weight so it didn't feel entirely all on my shoulders, and that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick on Heartbroken and Milking It, you, we talked about how uh, – you wrote a lot of the songs over zoom and it was kind of one of those things where like you'd write something and it was like a back and forth, right. Or through email or you'd make notes and kind of go back and forth. And with this new stuff that you're releasing, I would imagine that was all done. What in person? Yeah. A lot of it, which makes everything so much easier. Um, because before it was like, can you fix it? 214 this mouth noise and then it would take like three days to get that and i was like actually this one, so long so now uh-huh. it's for my brain who needs instant gratification to actually just go in and be like just fix it and it's done and i'm like yes makes the whole creative process a lot smoother um mm-hmm. it's something i used to take for granted pre-pandemic but now i very much appreciate it more so writing in person, obviously preferred. Uh, was it a lot? I mean, being then in person with somebody, was that like a new thing for you? I mean, just even writing in that type of like that level, right? I mean, doing your first stuff over Zoom and then now you're writing still like at the level you're at, but now you're in person with people. Is that a lot different? It's just so much easier. Just um, easier. I, and I used to have this belief that like Zoom was hard for everybody. But then I remember talking to Valley. I'm like, guys, don't you, this is me trying to be relatable. I'm like, guys, don't you just hate Zoom writing? I didn't get any, like, I got barely like any songs from that. And they're like, actually like all our songs on our last EP were all Zoom writes. We write so well on Zoom. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just writing in person, there's nothing like it. There's Mm -hmm. really, it's just having um, one-on-one connections with people and having no lag in between mm-hmm. that's something you never really realized you had to be grateful for but yes a lack of lag is beautiful like coming into those sessions do you i mean with zoom you probably have to show up in like more of a i don't know prepared setting like okay i've got this so i want to talk about this we're going to write about this um when you show up in more in person is it a little more lax like you can kind of bs with the person a bit more and like get a vibe and then come to come together with the song or like how how like how does that work as far as like when you yeah. first started writing in person zoom is more like you definitely have to be more prepared um and in the really the thick of the pandemic um in 2020 where you weren't leaving the house, so you had really nothing to write about. So it was a lot of like conceptual heavy um, things because you couldn't really, it was a whole different writing style for me because I had to rely more on concepts mm-hmm. on 
when I was relying more on personal experience for other things and I wasn't leaving the house and I was literally just like weight fluctuations and like literally just like all I could write about was like eating cookie dough for the whole entire pandemic so it was just like that's not a song um but in writing in person because you're also living life on the side you can Mm -hmm. just come more relaxed and you're feeling their vibe and sometimes it's just easier in person to be like you know I'm just not feeling it today let's go to the zoo and they're like mm-hmm. cool but on zoom you just kind of like sit there looking at each other and then you have to fake like an internet um loss of connection like a yeah like a- <laughs> you froze <laughs> and they like, literally still see me shaking because I can't they're like your dog just walked by in the background or something yeah i I can't show my that move so i just it didn't work so i'll just be like i lost connection i just turned my wi-fi off (laughs) oh yeah you can't really do that in person so you know you had more more stuff to to write about uh, it sounds like which is great um, tell me about the song, God must hate me. And the, this moment that kind of happens on, on TikTok for you. Well, that was a shock to me because as a musician right now, I was at a musician in the music industry, like no shit. Where else would I be in the <laughs> restaurant? Industry? Um, you could be, but <laughs> you're still scraping by. Basically. It's the, the emphasis is on TikTok and it's like, have a moment, have a moment. And, and a lot of your waking life is going to be worrying about what's going to go viral. Ah. So then when it's literally me in a bathtub that took five seconds, I'm like, this is it. This is how easy it was. What was I worrying about? Um but then that actually put a new pressure on me because I posted God Must Hate Me when there wasn't a full song done. So it was the craziest time of my life. One of them. I have a lot of crazy times in my life. Um, and it was writing a song um, on a Sunday, getting it produced on a Monday, deciding we didn't like the produced version on a Tuesday, getting it all reproduced that Wednesday and uploading it to Spotify. It came out in two weeks. And that was like, that was a lot, but it was very much worth it. And I very deeply love that song a lot. And I love everyone. So thank you. It's such a beautiful song. It really is. And the fact that I didn't, I didn't realize that you only had that little bit of it done and just sang it. And then it was, oh, wow, this is all this is really taking off. This is something I have to, what, like you need to finish it at that point. Right. It was this, it was just that verse. And I had, um, tried to write another song with it, but it was more like, it wasn't as was very surface level. Like, do you ever see someone and think, well, God was just about one person. And it was like, not the song you heard now. And then I went to my friend and collaborator, Johnny, and then he's like, this is, how do you have this really heavy start? And then it just kind of like, you need to go deeper. And I'm like, oh, you want deeper? Okay, uh, I got it. And that's how it all came to be. Wow, wow, wow. And 
Yeah, I mean, with that sort of like those that the many eyes on it, obviously, it has like a millions of views or whatever, 500,000 views, and then it goes to a million in the next the next time. And uh, are you concerned with, OK, am I going to be able to, you know, come out strong with this and have it be what what people are assuming it might be? Like, was that even a thought? 100 percent. I. It's like the beauty of a viral moment is you get a viral moment, Mm -hmm. but the downside, the negative is that the feeling of like capitalizing on it. And it was that fear of like, was this a fluke? And will Mm -hmm. people care when it comes out and when the song's out, how do I make it another trend? And how do I not? Cause I'm hype. My, Blessing in my curse is that I'm hyper self-aware. So I'm like, well, people get annoyed if I'm spamming them. Oh my God. Um, so that was a fear of mine, but luckily it just took on a life of its own and I didn't really have to push that hard, but it was a fear of mine of wondering, having very much severe imposter syndrome on the app due to the algorithm. I'm just like, <laughs> am I, should I even do this? Yeah, it's it's a weird app. I mean, it's a cool app and it's great for for moments like that because you can really you're testing something to see if it's going to land and then something can land that like you didn't have completed at that point. You're like, whoa, like, okay, this is working. Like, let's pursue this now. And it's like you have because people are are finding it without even like following you at that point. Right. I mean, just just land on the for you page and people are seeing it and being like, oh, this is really cool. I'm going to go check out. Katie Turner, like what, who is she? What is she doing? Like that wouldn't maybe know you prior to seeing the video come through your feed. Yeah. TikTok is an amazing app for visibility and it puts a lot of control back into the artist's hands because you're not waiting around for ads or money put into like promotion or like Mm -hmm. anything. So it is a really great tool to use as an artist. And it's everyone's on a similar playing field too, because you could have a viral moment and not have other people see your content without necessarily following you, where it's like on Instagram, the only people that are really going to see your stuff are people that are already engaging with your content from start. We hate Instagram. We hate Instagram. It's a pain of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's not your, not your friend then I see. Well, TikTok is because you're right. TikTok, the algorithm, um, gods at will are just, um, you know, they're like, Oprah, you get on the For You page. You get on the For You page. You put on Instagram. I'm just like, who? It's hectic. Oh, yeah. You can have have X amount of followers and, you know, like 2% of them will see what you actually throw up there. I know. So. I get it. No, I, I totally understand that. Uh, then the song comes out. It does over a million streams in the first week. I know. That's Great. insane. It's was insane. It, was it crazy watching that kind of keep climbing and climbing? I mean, within a week to have a million, you must have seen it jump quite a bit, you know, in day to day. It was funny because I like when people ask me goals, I don't like aiming I like to aim like for things like I think like aren't too crazy 
So the first night it got 30,000 streams. And I went, this is insane. By the end of the week, I don't want to jinx it, but we could have 100,000 streams. By the end of the week, that's going to be crazy because that's what my, that was peak for me. And so basically blowing that out and doing over a million in a week, it was insane. I did not prepare for any of that. And a lot of tears were being shed that week. So many. Mm-hmm. And now you're at oh, nearly 32 million streams on that song. I stopped checking. I stopped checking. Because it's, but knowing I'm at 32 is like, wow. Yeah. That's, it's, yeah, so cool. So cool. And the new song, Nothing, is a lot more upbeat, though. I mean, it's a totally new sound for you, at least for what I've heard. I had to give them upbeat songs because I realized my mom would one kill me because she did not like God Must Hate Me because she she wasn't a fan. Well, no. Yeah, but quote was just shoot me. And I went, okay. Um, So I gave her nothing. And I think now it's good. Okay. Okay. Is your, your, you guys are on better terms again? Yeah. No, I mean, not that you weren't, but she had to pick one. It was either sad song, no cursing, or I curse, but it's more upbeat. So (laughs) Uh, your mom, you used to throw your mom. I haven't noticed recently, but you used to throw up on social media quite uh, like early on. It was really funny. Because she yells at me. (laughs) Oh, she's still calling the shots behind the screen, but she would, she wanted to be kept under wraps. Okay. You told me the first time that you (laughs) film her and post it. And then she wouldn't want you to, but then be like, so, well, how many views does it have? No, she does that all the time where she'd like, <laughs> stop, stop, don't post that. Don't show anybody that. No. But yeah, she like secretly loves it because <laughs> I'm her daughter. So of course, of course. she loves it because she birthed me and my need for attention. So of course it came from somewhere. Her. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. Well, I want to, I want you to tell me about the song, nothing. And again, I love it at the, from the first three seconds of your, your count in, uh, just to me, I was like, this is just totally your personality and the lyrics and the, just the quirkiness of the video and everything. So, so good. Thank you. I, um, nothing came about because, um, I complain a lot about easy things and I make things really hard when they don't have to be. And I realized a truth about myself, which is I'm the one that's like, I should eat healthier. Like I want to eat healthier. Like, uh, I like want to wake up earlier. Like, uh, I wish I could wake up earlier. Like I'm that person. And then it's just like, okay, like I could, like I could set my alarm for 6am and I could wake up and I could do a plank on the floor if I really want could do a plank <laughs> like I could do all these things because I know it's all just mental so if I have a brain I could do it um but I'm just like no that's just too much energy I don't want to do that so I just complain about it instead and that's it's an ode to everyone who emotionally procrastinates or just in general procrastinates um and complains, um, letting them know that they're seen. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. The chorus being like being a bullshitter and like to like the first line of the song, 
how you, you know, Hey, I hate social media, but don't take it off my phone. Like that's just, it's just hilarious. And so true. Right. I mean, everyone goes, Oh, I hate, I hate blah, blah, blah. I hate being on, you know, these things. After I'm like, I hate Instagram. It's so toxic. I hate it. I just, I don't want it anymore. Like this is too hard for me. And then I'll literally like open it up and just (laughs) scroll. Minutes later, you're scrolling through it. crazy yeah that's yeah it's it is interesting to think about like even like 10 15 years ago like the phone wasn't a thing and now it's like any like no matter where you are if there's any downtime it's like you know okay what's on what's going on on my phone what's going on on this social media app what's going on on my favorite is go out to date like like a not a, a date but you know just like hang out with somebody like a friend or anything and you go to like dinner or like get food and you guys are sitting across from each other and you're just both on social media in front of each other. I, it's yeah. You see that all the time though, like married couples, people like that. They're just there. You'll look over at the restaurant and they're both just this. Like, why are you <laughs> sitting at the same table? Uh, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny. Um, well, okay. So you have a record coming out. You did t- tell us that. Um, and our, oh. uh, planning it i don't know oh. anything oh sorry i'll cut that well, so you, have- no, you don't have to cut it it's this is fully me that's the dream that's oh, the okay. <laughs> i hope to have an album oh um, okay i'm pl- and i'm planning on it okay I'm- planning on an album hopes that there's an album and are yeah, i'm sure i'm sure you have other songs right that are done and ready to go correct yes okay. um but now we're in, it's fun to be on social media and see other artists. Um, Cause it's the comparison game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I noticed is like, you know, artists treat their projects with like TLC. It's like purposeful. There's like visuals. It's a world. And I'm just like, fuck all. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like the ro- throwing it together. I'm like, here. so that's, that's what I'm doing right now in album mode. I'm just in the kitchen. Things are on fire and I'm making something uh, and I hope people like it, but TBD, stay tuned. TBD, stay tuned. (laughs) Well, are the other ones, are are you leaning more towards the upbeat stuff or is that was just, that's just the thing you felt like doing that day with nothing. I'm trying to lean a little more upbeat with singles, but, um, I'm going to find the balance on my album where it's going to be classic Katie sad songwriter songs, mm-hmm. but mixed with things like that you can road trip to, like you're not going to crash the car because you're sobbing so hard. Um, and then some songs that are like, you know, I have a song that I sang on tour that's um, I'm going to steal your dad. Um, that is a song. Um, I did write that about my last relationship. Um, because, you know, you're going to get a lot of different sides of me. Like you're going to get, I'm sad. And you're going to get the side that says to ruin your life. I will marry your dad. Okay. I wasn't sure where you're going with that. Are you, do you want to steal him as your own dad? Or are you going to steal him as <laughs> your now, uh, like- L- romantic like, interest yeah like because it'll be that that's i feel like petty like i will 
ruin your family by being the hot stepmom. <laughs> that yeah. is funny. That is really funny. Um, <laughs> okay. You got another tour coming up, right? Then uh, next month into the summer. Yes, I'm going on tour with Leon. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be cool. I'm. I I this my emotional procrastination is I don't process things until so I can say something, but it just does not click with my brain. So I'm sitting here like, yeah, oh my god, I'm going on tour with Leon. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, but it won't really cl- it won't really click until the twenty eighth. You probably point that out. It probably won't click until I'm on stage, like day one of the tour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you came through Nashville. I mean, I moved to Nashville within the past year. Um, but you played here with Jordy, I think, right? On his tour? Yeah. No, okay. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, I wasn't here for that one. Oh, okay. Then I'm confused. But so you haven't played here or have you played here? Did you play here with Valley? Yeah. That's what it was then. East. Oh, you did play Basement East. Awesome. Okay. But you're not going to come on the tour, or you're not going to be here with Leon, though, which I saw. But you're doing no, but you're playing San Diego at the House of Blues, so that's that's a cool spot that you get to do. I need to look at the tour dates. Maybe you are. Maybe I don't think that you are, but um, maybe you are, and I just uh, didn't see that date. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I'll come for you. I hope you do. I hope you do because I can't wait to see your your live show. And are you playing songs? I mean, you mentioned the one, like, I'll steal your dad. Do you have any other ones that you play on the road that haven't been released yet? Well, it used to be nothing in steal your dad. So now I need to find more unreleased songs to sing on the road. Um, So that's going to be exciting. Okay. Maybe I should just sing all unreleased songs and just completely blue ball everybody. (laughs) That would be pretty good. Is it, do you have a longer set on this tour or is it kind of the same time frame? Or do you think, not know? I think it's the same. So okay. um, I'm going to need help making a set list. So if anybody wants to tell me what they have to hear, make my life easier. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, I love what you're doing. I, it's always so much fun talking with you. You're a blast. I appreciate uh, you doing this again for the, the third time and, Thank you so much, Katie, for, for everything. Thank you so much for always having me. Of course. It's, you're too fun. And we, uh, yeah, when you're in Nashville, I'm, I'm, we're going we're gonna to meet up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see you. Oh, my God. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Of course. This is, it's too fun. I love what you're doing. I love the songs. I love nothing. And even the slower ones you obviously had and, and everything you're doing is so good. And I appreciate you doing this again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Real quick, before I let you go. Sorry, I know that was kind of a stalling ending. <laughs> I want to know if you, I, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you the last two times before I let you go. Uh, if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Hmm. I'm thinking. I have a very intense think face. So. Then you can slam the laptop down when you're done. Hmm. I'm trying to give good advice. I want to actually give good advice. I don't want to skimp out. <laughs> um, make things you like. Try not listen to opinions 
but also don't feel like you're tied to those opinions that people give it to you and know that your opinion and your judgment is number one and always release what you want to release because even if it doesn't get numbers right away don't doubt your gut feeling you don't know in five years it could be a really big hit it's all that matters is that you really love it and because that's something you would want to promote and show people and be proud of so that's my advice authenticity be yourself first it's really boring advice but it works that's why it's cliche and has been around for so long <laughs>